Let us pray. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. Luke 23, 23 With every breath I take today, I am in awe at the abuse you suffered on my behalf, Jesus. When I was knee-deep in my sin and far from you, you saw my face and you knew my name. As the nine tails whip, rip through your flesh, I am forever grateful that with each stripe placed on your body, it represented the sin that you would free me from. I praise you, because it was through your pain and betrayal that I now live a life free from the chains and bondage of Satan. When life begins to deal me hard blows, let me look to you, Jesus, as the encouragement to my faith. Let me look to you, Jesus, to remind me that my pain and troubles are only momentary and that they will pale in comparison to the glory that awaits me. Thank you for standing trial so that I can stand in my new life, free from Satan and free from the sting of death. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Jesus on Trial In our last story, Jesus was taken to the chief priests to be questioned. Jesus was beaten, spat upon, yelled at, and denied by his closest follower, Peter. Handed over to Pilate, Jesus now stands on trial to be killed. Pilate is to decide whether Jesus of Nazareth should be put to death. As inspired by the Gospel, Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't try distracted Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
This is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last time together, we heard how Jesus was beaten, cursed, and mocked before he appeared before the Jewish Sanhedrin. He was asked if he claimed to be the Christ, the Messiah, and though he knew his words would cost him, he did not walk away from the truth. Jesus is, in fact, and claimed to be the Savior, the Son of God, the world's Messiah, the Jewish Messiah and the Savior of the world. This was the very thing that the Jewish leaders needed to hand him over to the Romans for execution. This, in their minds, was blasphemy, that he claimed to be God. We also learned that Peter denied the Lord three times, just as Jesus had predicted. And we learned how Judas, filled with shame and sin, made a tragic decision to end his own life and to end up in hell as the son of perdition. Today we'll hear about the trial of Jesus before Pilate. The Roman ruler seems reluctant to put Jesus to death, but the religious leaders and the crowds cry out for his death while demanding a murderer to be released. And while Jesus is clearly innocent, there's now no stopping what is about to happen, that our Lord would be condemned to die on a cross, a brutal, vicious death, an excruciating death for the sins of the world. Let's listen now to the reading of the Word of God. Jesus was placed before Pontius Pilate with an angry mob behind him. The Jewish officials had riled up the crowds to accuse Jesus and demand his death. Jesus stood before Pilate, looking into the crowd. Some of the same crowd that had once shouted, Hosanna in the highest to the son of David, was now calling for the ending of his life. Pilate, irked by the crowd, asked, What charges do you bring against this man? In visceral anger, they replied, He is a criminal worthy of death. He claims to be king of the Jews and the promised savior. Pilate took Jesus back into the palace away from the mob to question him. So, is it as they say? He said. Underneath Pilate's regal and mocking tone was genuine curiosity. Who truly is this man? He thought. Are you king of the Jews? He asked. Did you say this because you were curious or because somebody told you? Jesus replied. Am I a Jew? Pilate answered. You people have your own nation, priests, and way of doing things. Yet they brought you here to me to have you killed. What did you do to make them so angry? Jesus looked at Pilate the same way he looked at many people, with an intensity intermingled with great compassion and love. My kingdom... It's not of this world, he said. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting in the streets on my behalf rather than cry out for my death. But my kingdom is not of this world. So you are a king, Pilate asked again, this time with more genuine intrigue in his voice. Jesus answered again, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born to testify to the truth. Those who hear the truth hear me too. Pilate, confused yet deeply engaged, asked Jesus another question. What is truth? Yet this was a question he was actually asking himself. After this, he went back out to the crowd of Jews and said to them, I find no charges against this man. 
Not satisfied until they saw the streets painted red with Jesus' blood, the crowd continued in their uproar. Pilate sent Jesus to Herod, the governor over the land, to help judge him. Herod, entertained by the idea of Jesus, asked him to do tricks for him. Herod demanded signs as proof of Jesus' deity. Jesus remained silent, in solidarity towards what was about to take place. Herod and his soldiers mocked Jesus, dressing him up like a king. Pilate lobbied for Jesus' innocence, yet the outcry for his murder was too great to simply ignore. Pilate then brought forth a choice before the people. During the Passover festival, the governor was supposed to release a prisoner that was chosen by the people. He figured this was the best chance to release Jesus. He took Jesus, who was bruised from Herod's teasing, and brought him in front of the people. He also brought forth a man named Barabbas, a convicted terrorist and murderer. Pilate then gave the crowd a choice, save the life of Jesus or Barabbas. Swiftly, as if the kindness and miracles of Jesus were wiped from their memory, they chose Barabbas. He was the first person Jesus took the place of. Barabbas was released, and a call for death wailed from the audience. Pilate, knowing he could not convince the crowd of Jesus' innocence, poured water and washed his hands clean, refusing to be responsible for Jesus' death. The crowd, possessed by a similar hatred that once gripped the heart of Cain in ancient times, sought to spill the blood of the righteous. Jesus was taken into the courtyard to be beaten. Stripped and tied to a pillar stained from the dried blood of past criminals, Jesus knelt before the crowd. A man slowly approached the naked and vulnerable Jesus with a cord of nine tails in his right hand, a whip with nine leather cords, attached with shards of glass and bone. The first blow was a direct hit, sending pain up Jesus' spine and to his head the second ripping his flesh open and exposed, the third tearing the muscle beneath, the fourth going down all the way to bone, whip after whip. Jesus' blood was sprayed against the courtyard walls. Drenched in his own blood, Jesus knelt silently. The ancient words of Isaiah echoed in his mind with a silent reminder of what he was here to do. He was oppressed and beaten, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers, he was silent and did not open his mouth. After the whipping, Jesus was taken back with the soldiers, where they dressed him in a royal robe and adorned him with a crown of thorns. They teased him, taking a reed and hammering the thorns into his temple. They bowed to him in mockery and spat in his face, yet Jesus remained silent. The one who spoke the cosmos into existence and breathed life into mankind remained silent. Then Pilate took Jesus back before the crowds. Have you had enough? he yelled. I find no more guilt in him. Behold this man! When the crowds saw him again, they began yelling back, Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate, beginning to grow sick of this, yelled back, Take him yourselves and crucify him! I find no guilt in him! The Jews answered back to him and said, 
By our law, he should be killed. He has called himself God. Pilate took Jesus again away from the crowds. Desperately, Pilate asked, Where are you from? Jesus was silent. Why aren't you speaking? Don't you know that I hold the power to make you live or die? Jesus, peering through the crowd of thorns, still placed on his head and said, You have no authority over me. Whoever delivers me to you is in greater sin. Pilate could hear the yells of the crowd outside. If you release him, you are no friend of Caesar's. Afraid of these words and that rumors of disloyalty to Caesar would spread, Pilate took Jesus before the people again. Then, after his torn flesh had begun healing and attaching to the fabric, they tore off the robe and sent him back to the crowds to be crucified. As we begin today's scripture, Pilate is asking the crowds why they brought Jesus before him. He had to have a good reason to send the Lord to his death. The angry crowd yelled that Jesus claimed to be a king and savior of the Jews. But they also made false accusations, saying Jesus told them not to pay tribute to Caesar. Just as Satan the deceiver always does in twisting the truth, the crowds are now twisting the truth and misrepresenting what the Lord had said. A claim to be king over Caesar would have been a threat against the Roman Empire, punishable by death. Pilate was not convinced that Jesus was worthy of being put to death, so he asked Jesus if he was really the king. Jesus asked Pilate if this was his own ideas or if others had put him up to it. Pilate pressed further because he wasn't a Jew and he didn't know what Jesus could possibly have done to anger these people. And patient and as loving as ever, Jesus replied by explaining the nature of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of Jesus was not a kingdom that would overthrow the earthly rule of Rome. It was a different kind of kingdom, not of this world. It was the kingdom of eternal life, the kingdom of God. He was telling Pilate that his authority did not come from the world and the governments of this world, but in the authority of God himself. His truthfulness and gentleness and boldness certainly intrigued, even confused Pilate. Jesus continued and said it was for this reason that he came to the world. His purpose was to testify to the truth. Pilate responds with a question that many are still asking today, what is truth? We do not know if Pilate was genuine in his search for truth or if he also, like the crowd, was simply mocking Jesus. But we do know that he saw no fault in Christ and told the crowds there was nothing for which he could charge or crucify this man. This is an important point to remember. Jesus had done nothing wrong. He was sinless. He had never broken God's law or man's law. He was completely innocent as he stood before the crowd. And yet his innocence was of no consequence to the people who would not relent until he was dead. So Pilate, hoping to get out of the situation, sent him to Herod, the Jewish governor of Galilee. Herod showed no interest in discerning the truth. He just wanted to see Jesus perform signs and wonders that he had been told about. Jesus would not perform for him, of course. So Herod mocked Jesus and then had him dressed up like a king and sent him back to Pilate. Pilate still did not see a reason to sentence Jesus to death, 
and hoped to release him by offering a pardon as was customary to the Roman governor to do during the Passover. So he brought two men before the crowds. One was Jesus, the innocent man with no faults. The other was a man named Barabbas, a criminal, an insurrectionist, and a murderer. He gave the crowds the choice to release one of the men. Do you choose Jesus or do you choose Barabbas, Pilate said. And the crowd made their choice. Give us Barabbas. In some ways, Barabbas, the insurrectionist who fought against Rome, represent what they really wanted Jesus to be, one who would set them free from oppression. What they didn't understand is that the death to which Jesus would die, the true Messiah, would free them from a much greater grip, the grip of sin and death. We then heard how our Lord endured beatings and lashings, and his body is torn apart violently and viciously, without mercy. The physical pain, of course, is excruciating. Yet Jesus endures it silently, fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah that said the Messiah would stand like a lamb led to the slaughter, not opening his mouth. Pilate tries one more time to spare the life of Jesus. He says in Luke 23, verses 22 and 23, a third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and then release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. Finally, Pilate gave in to the will of the people and sentenced Jesus to death, although he knew that the one who stood before him was innocent. Jesus endured all of this, including the cross, because of God's unending and measurable love for us. This was the cup of suffering and pain that he cried out and asked the Father to take from him. And yet he submitted himself to the will of God, the perfect will, and the Lamb of God is slain. The Savior of the world is given as sacrifice so that we can have a relationship with God. You can have this relationship with God through Jesus Christ by believing in him, that he died for you and rose again so that you could have eternal life. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for Jesus, who gave your life on the cross, Lord, for us, that we might be saved and given eternal life. Thank you for what you did for us in dying that we might live. And we pray this in your saving name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham of Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study the priority of your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, tell someone about it. Pass it on. Let others know because it is our desire to get God's Word to as many people as possible as fast as possible. And if you want to know more about what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, then go to jackgraham.org, jackgraham.org, and we have many resources that are available for you there. I also want to invite you to something very special, to join me and my wife, Deb, on a trip to Israel in 2024. We leave on April the 1st for a 10-day journey, a trip that you will never forget, the trip of a lifetime. We also have a trip to Alaska, a Bible study cruise to Alaska that goes in July. We would love to have you for one of those or both. Go to jackgram.org or prestonwood.org for information. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare. 
an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.